0: Good morning, 915. Y'all, y'all awake out there? Very good. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, we are in week three of Inside Out. How many how many of you chimed in for our online experience last Sunday? Show of hands, clap. You can do all that. Come on, we can clap it up. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Uh, well, like I said, we're in our third installment of Inside Out. And um, uh, once again, just a few quick reminders before I get started. Um, we have team night this Saturday night coming. Team night is for anyone who uh, who is a superhero. Someone's been eating fruit, Welch's snacks, where the glory is. So, <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, so we have team night, and team night is for anyone who is a part of our church, who's not a part of our church. Um, You know, it's going to be a powerful team night this Saturday at 7 p.m. here at Shady Grove Middle School. We are concluding our fast, so it's going to be some time of extended worship and prayer. And I will be uh, casting some vision, uh, giving you the heartbeat of our church, in which for us this year, this year is the the year of growth and development. Because I believe prophetically that 2020 is the year of more in your life. And if God is going to do more next year, he has to grow and develop us this year for what he has in store. Um, And then we're going to be three years old in 2020. So there's a lot of uh, biblical numerology there. And I'll get into all that stuff as we uh, get further into the year Um, as well. uh, So we have team night and then men's night. Uh, February 2nd, uh, Saturday at 7 p.m. The women are excited um, for various reasons. Um, It's going to be a great time, guys. Uh, So make sure you set aside that time. Join us. Uh, We're going to have wings and other things. And it's going to be Super Bowl weekend. So make sure you're there. It's going to be real fun. You're going to get very undignified um, when you hang out with us. So yeah, we're excited about all those announcements. So let's uh, continue on with the Word of God. So um, join me in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. It says this, There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. So... Hebrew names are huge indicators of someone's destiny. Hebrew names, it is believed by Jewish people, especially in this time, that Hebrew names are a book. Hebrew names tell a story. Um, ultimately, the story of our spiritual potential, as well as our life's mission. So when, when we don't know Jabez' mother's name, but When she named Jabez, she was essentially saying that this is who he's going to be and this is what he's going to experience. Um, She must have been a very bitter and broken woman um, because in essence she was saying that Jabez's life is meant to bring pain to the people he's connected to and also to he himself. So she labeled him and she pretty much cursed him uh, with the curse of pain. And so it says, because of his, his birth had been so painful. So like I said, we don't know what was the deal with her. But if we see her in heaven, just give her a hug. Verse 10. Becca thought that was funny. Verse 10. Y'all awake? All right, cool. Don't play me now. I told you this is a new year. All right, get with me. Verse 10. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. And you see the exclamation point there for emphasis. He spoke into his future. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from trouble and pain. And I love this. This is my favorite part about this verse, our two verses. And God granted him his request. Somebody clap. Because God is good. And um, today I want to bring a message to you entitled, "Think, Speak. When? Think, Speak, When." Man, I'm glad we're on a 21 days of fasting and prayer, and um, I, d- I do want to make a confession. On my end, um, no, I haven't broke my fast, and I haven't eaten meat like some of you heathens. Like some of you, I'm tired, so I added this to it. No, you broke your fast. <laughs> I pride myself on bu- building a church for the unchurched, so let me back up. So God bless you. You got to do what you got to do. God loves you. It's It's grace. Um, Yes, it's grace. So, you know, I want to confess that about a half an hour to an hour after we hang up the 5.30 a.m. prayer calls that I do get a list of names, and we're going to dive into that a little bit later. So I just want to encourage you, we've entered the last week of our fast, and we've... (laughs) We've went from 97 phone calls to 47 phone calls. So um, I don't know what you want from the Lord this year, but this is the year of growth and development. Next year is the year of more. All right. Lord, I want more. All right, let let me get on with my message, so. Jabez, um, his name, his name was essentially the story of his potential, and he was labeled with a very low label that was going to bring him pain, and it's interesting because um, names somewhat, not somewhat, I've come to find out that names and their power stand very true. I'll tell you, just standing up here, this was not my choice to be a pastor. Um, I, my first dream was basketball, and then you see how tall I became. And, you know, my second deal was um, medical school, and I was heading in that direction, but the Lord had other plans. Um, essentially, Jesus, his name is Yeshua, and the name Jesus means that God is salvation. Uh, my name is Joshua. I have the same name as Jesus. It means that God is salvation. Now, all Joshuas are not pastors, um, but names have significance to them. Uh, Michael is an angel in the scripture, and Michael is a warrior angel. He's the best of the best, um, maybe second in rank to Lucifer himself, who is Satan, who has fallen, who is in the earth right now. Um, because the Bible does say that when God created Lucifer, um, he was the greatest of all of God's creations. He was the wisest. He was the most beautiful. Uh, Lucifer was music. This is why music and fashion have a strong reach and influence in our culture because of the spirit of the one who's running the world. Uh, Lucifer was the most glorious angel God ever created. But Michael maybe second in rank. Um, You ever notice how all Michaels are like the best? You know, Michael Jordan, if you're a basketball player. Michael Jackson, the greatest performer to ever live. Um, You have um, Mike Tyson, who's probably by far the greatest boxer. Um, Michaels, names, names. So I'd encourage you to understand what your name is and what it means and to lean into that. But Jabez was labeled. Jabez was labeled with low thinking. He very early in his life, a seed was planted that you would experience pain, that you would only go so high or so far in life, that because you are a Jewish boy or because you are a black girl or a white girl or a Hispanic man or an Italian little boy or an Arabian little child, you will only go so far. And so he, he was labeled, and I'm sure um, there were some people who spoke great things into his life but i also like to believe that when we read this prayer jabez was so impacted by what his mother named him that one day he just got tired of it and he recognized who he was in the eyes of god versus what man had said about him versus what his friends were saying about him you can't do this because you are this gender you can't do this because you are this color you can't go here because that's where you were raised. Those are the kind of people you are associated with. You can't do this because you don't have education. Now, I just get the idea that Jabez got tired of it. And so it says that he prayed. He made a request. He, he spoke. He spoke. And the first thing he did in order to really speak was he, he had a breakthrough in low-level thinking. This is my first point of encouragement tonight. You got to have a breakthrough in low-level thinking. I remember in 2015, uh, I deemed it the year of preparation. And so we had just stepped outside of um, this huge church, amazing church, great church, great experiences. and um, But man, you know, I'm 27 years old. And I have a bachelor's in molecular and cellular biology. I've never been to seminary, um, never stepped foot in Bible college. Um, I'm self-taught, self-study. As a matter of fact, when my wife met me, she saw all these medical books that I was studying for the MCAT. But on the other side, she would see all these commentaries and Bible explanation books and history, Old Testament history and Greek and Hebrew lexicon. So I wasn't formally trained. But I had a big vision on my heart. And a lot of people would say that it may have been safer to stay at the old church because they were raising me up. There's this promise of potentially me pastoring one of their locations one day. Um, Another church even offered me a lot of money, a salary to open their next campus, this bigger church in the city. But I just I felt this call to do something from the ground up. Because I've always said, I want to see God move in a very raw way. Like, God, if you're going to do something in my life, do a miracle. Do it from nothing. Um, there, there are two words uh, in the Hebrew. When God created the world, the world, the word created can go one of two ways. Asa or bara. Asa is to create uh, something from something. Bara is to create something from nothing. I wanted the bara. Bara. power of God in my life like God look at my life look at what I have to offer you look at my education look at my experience and do something great with what I have and so um, as I set out from that old church it's almost like the doors of hell just open and it was just a mental assault on my mind and and on my heart and all my emotions oh hold on you want to start a church You've never been to Bible college. You're not seminary taught. You're under 30. You don't have a church covering. Mm -hmm. So when you left, they didn't they didn't affirm you. They didn't back you. They didn't say, Hey, Josh, here's five thousand dollars. Here's a team of us five. We've done this thing for 10 years. We're gonna move with you because we believe in the vision that God has placed in your heart. You know, Satan was just you're 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 African American. You're young. You. You, your parents don't even fully believe in it. Your friends think you're crazy. Yeah. Just a, an assault from heaven. And I had to break through the, the spirit of, um, of low-level thinking. And you got to learn how to break through the seeds that someone has planted in your life. Okay. Low-level thinking says you can't. If you're taking notes, um, it says you can't. Or you won't. Low level thinking has uh, the terms never, not good enough. Low level thinking reveals itself in the context of extremes. So it's you won't, you can't, you'll never make it. That's when you know that Satan's involved in minimizing your potential. You can't. You won't. You're going to be stuck here at this income bracket. You're going to be stuck in this neighborhood. You're going to be stuck in debt. You're always going to deal with this sickness. Um, you're never going to have a great relationship with your parents. You're, you're never going to get married. You're never going to have children. Low-level thinking presents itself in extremes. And so you gotta, I want to equip you to begin to identify that. And it only says that you can go so far. It's what scientists and psychologists call self-talk. Self-talk is your internal dialogue. On the inside of you, you have what's called a narrator, and it reveals your thoughts, your worldview, your perspective, your ideas. You have what's called self-talk. So this is how this looks. Um, some people will stand in the mirror and they'll, you know, they'll work out and they'll be three months into their workout and you know their body has changed, but because they have a negative self-talk, what they'll say, even after three months of being successful in a new diet and a new workout, what they'll say is, mm, I still, my stomach and my arms still don't look good. My, my, my butt still won't go down. or It won't get bigger. Whatever you want. They'll, they'll say the opposite of that. And, and they'll feed on it. What's the point of working out? Oh, well, you know, I, I tried saving because pastor preached about saving in the middle of December before the offering. And I tried all the saving and the, the envelope system. And I tried going to classes and getting out of debt and upping my credit. And, you know, I, I put my little twenty five dollars in my savings in December and I put my twenty five in January. And. there's only fifty dollars in my savings. I'll never save enough to buy a home. Might as well just come on, let's go shop. Let's go eat. That, that's the negative self-talk. Instead of saying, okay, um, okay, you still got a little pudge, but we're making progress. Positive self-talk people, they understand how to say, I'm making progress. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm going to get there. Positive self-talk people will say, this 915 service will fill up. We will have over 500 people for Easter, positive self-taught people. They'll say, I don't know it now, but I can learn. I'm in debt now, but in a year and a half, two, three years, I'll be out of debt. I'm single now, but I'm, I'm pleased with Jesus. I'm serving Jesus. I've given him my heart, and I believe he's going to send someone that loves him just as much as I love him. Positive self talk people know how to turn the narrative in their favor. And this is what Jabez has done. He's, he, he's had a breakthrough in low-level thinking. And I heard a, a preacher once say this, If Satan cannot keep you from salvation in Jesus, he will keep you miserable. I'm sorry, there's nothing worse walking the face of this earth than a miserable Christian. Like, you might as well just be an unbeliever. you got to break through low-level thinking. Proverbs 23, seven says this, For as he thinks within himself, so he is. Look at the equation. As he thinks within himself, so he is. I remember uh, reading about Walt Disney World. He, he got fired from uh, his newspaper company. And one of his first jobs, the guy said, you lack imagination and you have no good ideas. 2018 annual review for all of Disney attractions, $55.49 billion and over 160 million visitors. I don't have time for your opinions about me I don't have time to let the seeds of your negativity and your doubt and your criticism take root in my soul and in my heart I have too much potential on the inside of me and I have a God who loves me and I have a God who's called me and I have a destiny that's far greater than anything that you can speak over my life my life for as a man thinks, what is this saying? This this is saying that your thoughts alone determine the quality of your life. Not mom, not dad, not aunt, not uncle, not the person who did you wrong, not the person who hurt you. Your thoughts alone determine the quality of your life. Um, um, they may have said things that was valuable, it may have held weight, it may have been wise, but Ultimately, at the end of the day, people can't think you into a good life. People can't think you into a blessed life. People can't think you into freedom. You have to get in the presence of God and uproot those thoughts of poverty, of lack, of defeat. You have to get your thinking right. You got to begin to see higher than where you are. And this is the great news about it God has given you the grace to think higher thoughts. So so, when you do begin to think higher, don't just think positive. That's new age stuff now. A fast is a great season as you're reading the word of God to say, wow, I was thinking in the opposite direction of the Lord. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to replace my thoughts in this area and I'm going to adopt and own his thoughts for this area of my life. God has given you the grace and every tool in his word to break through low level thinking. Jabez was able to break through the labels by elevating his thinking, elevating his thinking, elevating his thinking. Um, I can specifically speak in the sense that um, I was raised primarily by my mom and my grandma. My dad was in my life, but some people, it depends on the narrative, right? Um, I didn't grow up with this bitterness towards my father because I understood that I was going to come to the age one day where I have to make decisions for my life. I'm the last of 24 siblings. The only male out of all of my siblings who's never been to jail or prison. The only male out of all of my siblings who is married to one woman, and I have the same children with that one woman. And I'll tell you this, sitting down with all of my brothers and all of my sisters, the primary root and reason for their dysfunction is the bitterness that they've had towards my father. I determined at the age of seven years old, and you can't be too young to break low-level thinking. I determined at the age of seven years old that one day I'm gonna become a grown man, and it's not gonna matter if my dad told me he loved me, if my dad's alive, if my dad's around. I love my dad, I honor my dad, God used my dad to bring me into this world, but I have to take responsibility for my thoughts. Because my thoughts today are seeds for my life tomorrow. My thoughts. You got to break low-level thinking. As he thinks, so he is. It's as simple as that. I want to encourage you to possess a growth mentality during this fast. Chris, you can go ahead and bring out those chairs, man. Everyone's paying attention pretty well. Possess a growth mentality. In 2012, I fasted and prayed for God's direction and his vision for my life. And it was in January when I I accepted the call to be a pastor. Thanks, gentlemen. Let's give production team a hand clap, guys. Thank you. It was in 2012 where I accepted the call of God on my life. Uh, that was in January during a 21-day fast, and um, God gave me peace on day 10 about pastoring, so I threw away all my med school applications. You've heard, Most of you have heard this story before. And uh, two months later, in March, I was sitting in my Chevy Malibu. <laughs> every, 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 you know, I go out, and, you know, March is pretty warm, but not too bad in Orlando. And I uh, crack my windows, and I just I, I pray to God, like, okay, God, I'm going I'm to do this ministry thing. Um, but I, I know that there's something bigger, and so I was reading Matthew 5, which you can find our founding verse as a church, Matthew five fourteen through 16, but um, what God gave me another vision. I talked about when you fast, it's the perfect season to receive a picture of your future, and how the word of God is the frame for that picture, which means that you can't just come up with anything and expect God to bless it. It has to be framed by the word of God, and whatever you do, it has to bring glory to Jesus in order for God to bless it, so I was in my car, and I just, I saw baptisms, I saw baptisms, and I saw salvations, people coming to know Jesus, and I saw groups, I mean, this is in, this is six years ago, y'all, I saw groups meeting across the area where God was going to call us, I didn't even know where we, we were, I didn't even know the church name, But I saw groups, and and just this week, we had groups meeting in Silver Spring and in D.C. and in Gaithersburg and in Bethesda, groups all over the place. So I saw groups. I saw us giving thousands of dollars to outreach. I saw volunteers with our outreach partners. I saw um, thousands of people filling up uh, uh, auditoriums. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. And what it birthed on the inside of me was this growth mentality, because right now I have on scrubs and I work at an outpatient cardiovascular office, which is all good. But I wasn't yet where God had showed me. And I understood in order to get to where God had showed me, I had to grow. So, so every day since March of 2012, Every day I wake up, I get up, and the first thing I see is my future. But I know in order to get to where I want to go, I have to have a growth mentality. I have to think in terms of growth. When my mentors correct me, I had a 40-minute talk with a mentor. uh, I think it was Friday, Pastor Ken, who's going to be here with us after Easter. It's going to be super exciting. He was challenging me for 40 minutes, and instead of being offended, this was causing me to grow. When spiritual leaders come into your life and say, I need you to change that, I need you to stop sleeping with him, I need you to stop sleeping with her, I need you to save some money, I need you to tithe, I need you to find a church home, even if it's not this church home, they're trying to cause you to grow. So every single morning I wake up, it's it's not go time, it's grow time. Because there's so much in front of us. And so Jabez had this growth mentality. Oh, that you would bless me. Uh, the word blessing means a lot of different things, but one, things that, one thing that it does mean is it means more. Oh, that you would expand my territory. I don't want to stay here. I don't want to stay in this little circle. I want it to grow. I want it to expand. I want to see God do more things in my life. I want to see more glory. I want to see more miracles. I want to see more resource. I want to see more people. I know I got this degree, but there's more. I know I moved into this neighborhood, but there's more. I know three people got saved two Sundays ago, but there are more. I know we had this meeting at Christmas, but there's more. We got to see more. You got to have a growth mentality. And what God wants to do on this fast is He wants to give you a vision that produces a growth mentality. It's, it's, It's time to stop chewing on the same problems and the same issues, digesting it and throwing it back up and slurping it back up. You got to chew that thing, digest it and get you a new plate. We just keep chewing on the same complaints and the same worries and going around the same people and just throwing it back up. And no, you got to have a growth mentality. My men, you got to get from girlfriend and shacking. You got to get into marriage. You got to get into men things. You got to get into faithfulness. You got to get into studying. You got to get into consecration. You got to get into prayer. You got to stop worrying. You got to boss up you got to strengthen up. There's more. you got to have a growth mentality. You're too young for the nonsense. I don't care if you're in high school, if you're in middle school. I don't care where you are. you got to have a growth mentality. Oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would expand my territory. I'm looking for a church that has a growth mentality in January of 2019. This ain't 2018. We're going to more next year. And you think it's a game. This may make some of you feel uncomfortable because you was raised Catholic or you wasn't raised in church. This is real. Jesus had a growth mentality. He said, and those who believe in me shall do greater works than me. So what are you doing? If that's what Jesus has spoken over your life. Jesus ain't never stepped foot in Maryland. As far as I'm concerned, I've already done more than Jesus. You've already done more than Jesus. You got to have a growth mentality. Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. It's enough passivity. That's enough laziness. We got to grow. We got somewhere to go. We got lives to change. We got things to figure out. We got problems to solve. We got money to move around, we have to grow. Don't matter what anyone did to you, you have a future. If if we're so stuck on what someone did to us yesterday, last week, and last year, and God has said, well, they got 60 more years to do something, you're going to allow what someone did to you yesterday, what someone said to you yesterday, what someone said about your gender or your race or what you can't be yesterday to stop you from the 50, 60 years that are in front of you? We got more growth in front of us. I don't know. Maybe I'm after some kind of spirit in here or something. I don't know. Maybe it's the snow, but we—you got more. You got more. Isaiah fifty-four, verse two through three. The message says this. Oh well, let's see if it does. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Your your tent is where you dwell where you dwell mentally, where you dwell spiritually, spread out. And he says this here, think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. HL is going to need lots of elbow room. You're going to take over whole nations you're going to resettle abandoned cities growth mentality this is part of the reason why i love fasting because um i've been fasting for 12 years and look you'll never become a pro at fasting there's never a season where you're entering you're like yeah we're about to not eat (laughs) yay january's coming never Never. Every single fast, I'm terrified to death <laughs> because I know how irresponsible I've been all year. Wow. But what I love about it is it causes me to grow. Wow. The 530 a.m. prayer calls, that's growth. That's growth. And so what I was saying earlier as a pastor is to see the calls go that first week from like 85 to 97, you know, in just the past, um, I would say, five days, just 60. Oh, Okay. 65, 58, 57, Saturdays are always low as if we're telling God like Paul's 45 people yesterday. y'all. that 530 is designed for your growth. I, I want 2019 to be different. Well, do you? Because what it's going to take for 2019 to be different is. Consistency at the top of 2019 is gonna set you on a trajectory and a new pattern of consistency in your life in every area. I love it. It, it, it's causing us to grow. And what I've seen every single year of my life is I've seen an increase of peace and an increase of joy and an increase of effectiveness, clarity, my walk with God, yeah, 12 years of fasting, and it's like, I really don't see a lot of the blessings and expansion until two, three years later. Don't cut yourselves short of the growth. 5.30 a.m. is growth mentality. The most successful people, both Christian and non-Christians, are up by 6 a.m. in the morning in the presence of God, mastering their calendars, moving their money to where it needs to go, making the right connections, exercising, watching their diet, watching what they think, watching their words. The most effective, successful people have the best habits in the world. They have a growth mentality. They have a growth mentality. A growth mentality. You're gonna have to do things you've never done this year A growth mentality invites that. You're going to have to go places you've never been. A growth mentality serves and sacrifices. As this church grows and as we become busier, it's not the time to step down from your serving. I've never met a person who's fulfilled when they step back from serving the kingdom of God. Because at that point, it's become all about them. Serving is a growth mentality. Oh, man, we've been doing it for two years. Okay, I know we just had the end of the year off, and yeah, we had that snow day, but do we got to go again next Sunday at 7 a.m.? Someone should say, yes, we have to go. Because, yes, we have to grow if we want some more. Jesus said, take up your cross. Deny yourself. So whatever you're trying to build outside of the kingdom of God, it's only going to catch up to you. But someone who wants to grow puts the things of Jesus, they put the gospel, the work of the church first. And from there, God blesses everything that your hand touches. So quick little plug here. We have super steps in February. And if you want to grow this year, sign up and become a superhero. You know, people ask me all the time, Pastor, um, like, I've been reading my Bible, and I pray, and I'm fasting. But, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm like, what's this? I just don't, I'm like, what's this? I just don't feel like I'm growing. And my next question, for five years I've said this, my, are you serving at your church? No? Follow me, this is what Jesus said, follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. Jesus didn't say, follow me and I'm going to teach you the Bible. He didn't say, follow me and I'm going to show you how to worship. He said, follow me and I'm going to make you a servant. And then he told James and John's mother that if your sons want to be great and if they want to sit next to me in heaven, They have to serve if they want to be great. Oh, Lord, that you would bless me. Another word for more is great. When Jesus said you're going to do greater, he was saying you're going to do more. So, okay, let's do the math here. If I want more and if I want to be greater and God is calling me to serve in my local church, the math doesn't make sense if I don't serve at my local church and I want more and I want greater. I have to step up, start serving, make some time in my schedule for the kingdom of God for the things of God, so that he can grow me from the inside, because God can want to give you a lot, but if you don't have the capacity to hold it, it's going to kill you, so one way that God grows your capacity is he says, yes, I know it's Sunday, but I need you to get up at 6 a.m., I need you to get to church, I'm going to do something in your heart, I got a word for your life, I got miracles I want to do, I got people that I want to change through you. So we don't sacrifice the kingdom work for your personal agenda. We sacrifice your personal agenda for the kingdom work, and then he will bless you on the outside. A growth mentality. Jabez asked the Lord to expand his territory, and he was willing to do his part. Other thing I want to encourage you with on this fast and if you, if you dropped off, here's the grace part. Look, just pick back up with us. Get back on your fast, or at least get into more praying and more reading if you're not going to fast. We have a week left. God still wants to speak to you. He still wants to meet you where you are. It's all good. I want to encourage you about the power of words. Yeah. Understand that your words today create your world tomorrow. Your words today create your world tomorrow. I remember um, we we moved here May of twenty sixteen. Me, my wife, Rebecca Minatra, Chris Condrogianis, Megan Negron at the time, uh, Sam and Lance Yuri, and Chow Tran. I don't think I forgot anyone. Judah Redding and Jay-Z O'Caleb Peak. And um, you know, we, we moved here in May, and we were going to have our first interest meetings in June of 2016. And so, you know, that gave us a month to just kind of pass out our little interest meeting invite cards. And we shot our video on Facebook, and I put two or $300 on it, promoted it. Like, yeah, we're going to have a good interest meeting, first one. So we rented uh, Activity Center Boar Park, the biggest room off of uh, Frederick. And uh, it's funny, we, we were the original greeter team. <laughs> we were the greeters, production. We didn't have worship because we didn't want to go there yet. We could have, but we didn't. And um so Chrissy and Megan would stand out front of the activity center, and I was in the hallway, so was Becca and no Becca was in the room and we were in our positions. And uh we had nineteen of these set up in that room. Nineteen. Uh Lance was the production team. We had a we had art flat screen TV on this pub table, which is now the pulpit, so he got a promotion, and um, now you're holding Bibles, and so 19 chairs, and our first interest meeting, five people showed up, five people showed up, and uh, they filled these seats, it's five plus nine that made what, 14 of us, and so before every interest meeting, we would go uh, as a team to our home, And we would pray and we would speak to those chairs. Mm -hmm. We would speak to them. Mm -hmm. That they would fill up. And we would say, you're going to fill up. And more chairs are going to fill up. There will be more vision owners, more investors, more people who invite, more people who are involved because if we can move 2,000 miles away from home and 1,000 miles away from home and 500 miles away from home for the gospel of Jesus Christ, these seats will fill up. They will prosper. They will change lives. They will be blessed. They will, and we spoke to it. And now two years later, you are evidence that your words today create your world tomorrow and this is not even the 11 a.m. service and these five chairs have multiplied by the dozens you got to speak multiplication you have to speak growth proverbs 18:21 says this words kill words give life they're either poison or fruit you choose I love that it's because we put so many things on God well God didn't do it I was like well you didn't speak it God didn't show up well you were negative about it you choose what are you speaking over your life we woke up this morning what are we speaking I'm handsome, I'm, I am smart, I am pretty, I am gorgeous, I am, Psalm 139 said this, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, God knew me, he formed me in my mother's womb, he, he knew all the days of my life, what are you saying, I am free, I am competent, I have potential, I will change the world, what are you speaking over your potential? If you're awake this morning, God is not finished with you yet. You know where the richest place is in the world? You've probably heard this before the graveyard. That's where the greatest books are, that's where the greatest authors, leaders, political leaders, that's where they are. They're in the graveyard. You got to speak. Over your potential, what are you speaking over your future? What are you speaking over your children? Uh Jay-Zio, The other day, we were we were at the dinner table, and uh, uh, we, uh, Judah's there, and he said, um, "Hey, Dad, what is that thing that they call uh, you know the speech thing?" And he was kind of pointing at Judah, like the, the speech thing. And I said, "What? What do you mean?" And you know, you kind of tell you. Like, I messed up. Yeah, you have messed up. Judah doesn't have speech delay. He's developing. I said this. I said, son, you had the same thing, but I never allowed anyone to label you with speech delay. I spoke life over you, and now you're gifted, and now you're one of the smartest students in your school. What are you speaking I said, because you're my future. He's my future. Your mom's my future. This church is my future. I'm speaking life. I'm speaking God's power and God's favor and God's blessing and God's ability within me to advance and to move forward. What are you speaking over your life? You're not a victim, you are a victor. You are not broken. You are sufficient. You are not stupid. You are smart. You are not incompetent. You're gifted. You're talented. You are a child of the Most High God. What are you speaking over your life in 2019? Jabez understood that what you say about your life has the most influence over what your future will look like. I want to give you what's called these four life declarations, and we're going to let you go. I speak these over my life at least once a week, any mixture of them, if not all of them. Four life declarations out of Jeremiah 1, 4 through 9, and we'll let you get out of here. It says this here, the Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. O sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. The Lord replied, don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people. For I will be with you and I will protect you. God is speaking life over his child. Life. That's what God speaks. He speaks life. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, look, I have put my words in your mouth. Four life declarations from these verses real quick. Hopefully it adds some value to you. I say these to myself just about every week. Like I said, in any mixture, I may say one, one a week, one a day, whatever. I put my, hand, my right hand, the hand of favor, the hand of power on my head or on my heart. And I say I was created to lead. My calling was predestined. Before I was born, God appointed me to be a leader. God was intentional about choosing my parents, my family, and my background. Therefore, I have nothing to be ashamed of. God saw my desire to serve him. Then I say, I am chosen. God was spot on when he chose me. My complexion, my height, my hair texture, my body type, my background, my gifts, my talents, my preferences. He was spot on when he chose me. He was intentional. Then I say, I am sufficient with all of my brokenness and imperfection, God says that you are sufficient and your yes is all that he needs. God desires to do work through broken vessels so that he can show his glory through our lives. I am sufficient. I don't lack a thing. I have all that I need. I am sufficient. Don't be afraid of the people. I am sufficient. I see my gaps as opportunities of growth. God will get the glory out of my gaps. I am sufficient. Then I ended off with, I am filled with the spirit of God. God has given me a spirit. I have everything I need to fulfill my purpose. I have the power of God, the love of God, and the mind of God. I have authority and supernatural ability. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father, we love you. We give you all of the honor. God, you are so good. Thank you, Jesus, that you want to grant us our requests. And... um God, I lift up every person in this church to you right now, God, and we we uproot seeds of of criticism and abandonment and neglect. We uproot the spirit of low self-esteem and depression and anxiety. God, we come against a spirit of of feeling as if you are forgotten, Lord. And God, we speak the Lord's affirmation over your people today. God, you love us, you have chosen us, you have created us with a great calling, and your spirit has been made available to us. God, I pray that you would touch the 13-year-old all the way up to the 80-year-old, that you would speak to them, that they would feel your love, and that they would sense your grace and your favor upon their lives. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I'm going to give you this opportunity. Such a great way to start 2019 is to give your heart to the Lord. God has so much in store for you. He wants to expand your territory and call, call you into a miraculous life. On the count of three, if you just want to raise your hand and come to Christ, we're going to pray with you as a church. We're going to celebrate you. It's going to be the best decision you've ever made. One, one. Two, you just raise that hand. Three, raise it high. If you come into Christ, God bless you. You can put that hand down. Come on, church, let's celebrate. The Spirit of God has moved in this place. Go ahead and repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father God, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Forgive me for my sins. Fill me with your spirit. I love you. Thank you for washing me. Give me a hope. Give me a purpose. Give me a destiny. Expand my territory in Jesus' name for your glory. Amen. Love you, church.